Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Sullivan. Today's show is being brought to you by our good friend, Bruce Ford at Lodging Econometrics. If you're looking for information, data, research, you want to know what's going on in your market, okay, ground up constructions, renovations, pips, repositioning of hotel assets, get a hold of our friend Bruce and you can reach him at Bruce at lodgingeconometrics.com. Today, it is a pleasure to have a friend, a colleague, somebody I've worked on projects with, Mr. Tom Bergenson, Principal AO Architects. Tom, welcome to the show. Good morning, Craig. Thank you very much for having me. How are you? My pleasure, my friend. This is a big thrill for me to have you on the show. Thank you very much for joining the conversation today. Hey, for the people out there that don't know you and they don't know AO, would you give them some information on both you and your firm, please? Sure. Um, again, I've, uh, I'm an architect practicing for uh, almost 40 years now. My father was an architect in a, so I feel like I've been involved in architecture development for over 50 years, and it's a passion that I have. I joined AO about six and a half years ago um, to help them build up their hospitality and mixed use studio and started back in uh, 1974 with a small boutique architectural firm in Orange, California. And um, over the last 45, 46 years, it's grown into one of the larger architectural firms on the West Coast with uh, over a dozen market sectors that we're serving. So we've experienced a lot of successful growth, and it's been a great pleasure to work there the last six years for me. That's great. And not only is architectural uh, design and build and everything that goes along with it in your DNA, so is hospitality. You have been focused on that market for a long, long time, and you've got some great projects coming together. And... Let's talk about some of those. You've got a dual branded Marriott product in the city of Orange. What can you tell us about that one? Sure, yeah, that was a, a project that we're working on with DCSG and that was a distressed property that was a, a Motel 6 and a Denny's and it was really kind of a problem for the city of Orange. And uh, the client uh, came to us and asked us if we can help them uh, develop this, this dual brand hotel. They partnered with Marriott in the city of Orange and we were able to uh, achieve an entitlement on that project by doing it as a um, redevelopment, uh, mixed use redevelopment. And we were able to get it entitled in about eight months. Wow. We, uh, we, which was a uh, very fast pace. The client was happy, the city was happy. So the Motel 6 was demoed and the site work had started. And then um, we had completed the contract documents, got our permits, and there's been a little hiccup with the COVID-19 and the financing. So right. it's kind of in pause right now, but we're hoping that it, uh, you know, kicks back in here sometime next year. Absolutely. So let's delve into this. What type of Marriott hotels are you putting on here and how many keys? It's 305 keys and it's uh, a courtyard and uh, residence in. And uh, it's five stories. It's a podium product. Uh, it's over there by the five at, at Chapman. Right. But the flags are um, uh, residence in and a courtyard. Perfect. Now, what's going to make this mixed use? Have you got a restaurant pad 
mindset on this or is the city and their definition of mixed use because there's two hotels on it declaring it a mixed use? Well, it's a dual brand, but there is uh, there's um, enough room to add some retail components to uh, the front, uh, the frontage of the property along Chapman Avenue. So we have uh, kind of a phase two that's planned for either a restaurant pad or an inline situation where you can get a Starbucks and some other um, quick serve dining. Um, and so in order to do that, we'd have to uh, go back for a second phase. The city's aware of this, that it's a two-phase project. And then we'd have to add some additional parking on the east side of the property, which is currently not part of the scope, but it would be added on to allow that mixed juice um, component to be added on in the future. Now I'm looking at a rendering that you did for this. And now would that all be on the green belt side that's on the street? The, uh, you mean the retail component? Yes, yeah. along the frontage road there. Yeah, right. there's there's enough room there that uh, there's a large setback, there's a green belt, and then there's a, a big part of our parking um, uh, facilities for the hotel. So. But we've kind of designed into it that there's room to put in about a 7,000 square foot retail. Nice. Um, mixed, you know, kind of a multi-tenant pad or just a single tenant restaurant. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense, and it gives you the flexibility to go either way on that phase two, which, you know, will make sense. I mean, things come back, and, you know, maybe it's fast dining, quick dining, whatever they're calling it, and say Starbucks, that Starbucks can be a license to print money. So, yeah, right. it's, it's and then we've really good. And then we've coordinated with the neighboring landowners, and there's several restaurants on the pad to the west, or the parcel okay. to the west. And we've connected it so there's a pedestrian link to connect to all the restaurants that are over there. So um, we've tried to tie it in the best we can with the neighborhood. Very good. And then I was talking to your buddy Green, uh, Bruce Greenfield the other week. Yeah. He was on the podcast. And you guys made the announcement that uh, you'd completed the entitlements on the inns at Buena Vista Creek down in Oceanside. Congratulations. Thank you and very much. Let me point out to everybody, Tom is a master at entitlements. He is the first one that I call when there is something outside of the ordinary. You know, and that could be any number of things. As you know, like a city like Newport Beach, which is really about zero growth. You know? <laughs> so you coastal commission and everything else. So Tom is, is my go-to guy, and he should be yours for that as well. So I remember a conversation that we started probably close to six, six and a half years ago on this project down in Oceanside. And I was just amazed, and I and I raised this with, with Bruce, and I want to get your opinion on it. I This was truly a laborious task. You were just in this thing beginning to end and consuming massive amounts of time. Not only did you have the Coastal Commission, you had a wetlands issue. I Could you give us a little bit of some of the brain damage that you went through getting this sure. title? Sure. Well, we actually started the project. Um, the first time that Jimmy uh, contacted me was November of 2009. Wow. And we had our first team meeting in January 2010. And when he first presented the site to us, um, we made them aware of all the difficulties that, you know, we just kind of forecasted what was going to happen. And we predicted that it would be a six to seven year project. Well, here we are 
in our 10th year yeah. and we achieved the entitlements with the city of Oceanside, who's actually been very supportive of the process. But yeah. what's, what's happened is, like you said, we had every agency that you could think of um, related to this project, every state, county, um, federal and city. Uh, some people may not be aware that it's actually the property is in two cities, Oceanside and Carlsbad. On the oh, Ocean there side, you go. <laughs> so on the Oceanside parcel, uh, that's where the three hotels are being placed with the uh, uh, shared parking structure. But on the uh, south side of the property along the creek, the Buena Vista Creek, that's actually in the city of Carlsbad. Yeah. And that, that sounds like that would be simple, but their uh, general plan called for that to be uh, general commercial. We had to do a general plan amendment to change it to green open space. Wow. Because uh, it's going to be we're going to put in about one and a half to um, two acres of just natural habitat landscaping. Nice. Um, and so, and then that's just part of the, um, that'll be a dedicated area to um, to allow that to be a natural state, to put it back the way it was 200 years ago. Um, but the, yeah, so the process we knew was going to be complicated. So we immediately formed a team of very talented engineers and, and land use um, experts and involved and we, we created an, an outreach for the local community because there's a, a very strong involvement with some of the people that live down in that community with not only the creek, but with the Buena Vista Lagoon. And um, so we had an outreach to a few different groups and we successfully got them to be part of the team. And we, we um, listened to what they were saying. We figured out how to incorporate what, what they were asking for. And we got them to be kind of a partner um, an advocate of the project. But then right. we saw the deal with Coastal Commission, um, Army Corps of Engineers, the Department of Fish and Wildlife, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. We're adjacent to a freeway, so we had to deal with Caltrans. Uh, we had all the hydrology calculations for uh, FEMA that we had to uh, get approved. So I can't think of an agency that we didn't deal with. <laughs> um, and, and what the reason why it's taking so long is that because there's there's so many uh, stakeholders and it's hard to get everyone to agree on right. how to handle the environmental aspects of the project. Um, so we almost were like a negotiator between the different state and federal agencies. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> although we've got it approved by the city of Oceanside, we still have to go through a process with um, Carlsbad later this year to get that general, uh, general plan amendment approved. And then we go to Coastal Commission next year, um, but we've met with staff for 10 years now. So we feel like it's just going to be a formality. We've incorporated all their input and addressed all their concerns. So it's just, it should just be uh, kind of falling in, uh, into place here to achieve the rest of the permits we need to get this project under construction. That's great. Uh, yeah, and that's patience. That, that really is not just on your part, but the the ownership group as well and and the, and the flag now what type of uh hilton assets are going to go in there and how many keys so it's a total of 426 keys um and on the west side of the property will be a six-story embassy suites and in the central south part of the property is a hilton garden inn i'm sorry a hampton inn and then on the east side is a home with suites. Suites, okay. And, and, and that's a four-story building. So it kind of steps down six, five, four. Uh, again, just kind of adapting to the site conditions. Right. Very good. Can't wait for you guys to break ground on that one. 
Yeah, Jimmy, uh, our client, is he's been uh, very patient, as you said. He's put a lot of money into this. It's a passion. It's a family business, and they're yeah. determined to get this done. And it's just kind of the family dream to have this property that they want to develop, uh, own, and manage. So um, he's he's the one that's been the most determined. We, we are just there to be his advocate and, and try and help him cut through, you know, all the the you know, bureaucratic uh, minutia that you have to go through these discretionary actions. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's never ending. I, you still get, you know, at least <laughs> another year of going through all this. So, right, yeah. right. So, okay, let's well, talk about one more project. With... Oh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say the timing is actually going to work out now with this COVID-19. We're being told that, you know, don't really start construction and for another year, year and a half and don't open your new right. hotels for two or three years. So, so that part of it seems to be aligned with what we're hoping to be would be uh, like a 2024 opening somewhere in there early, um, you know, and I, 2024. I, I think pushing that out to 2024, is, uh, you know, considering the conditions that we're in right now. So um, right. you've got a hotel enhanced mixed use development in Irvine on Jamboree. Uh, bank the bank yes now i i i think you do you've got copyright issues the way you spell bank because bank of california uses that so is the bank of california stadium so uh but that's just my opinion uh, <laughs> but tell us about this project would you please because it it's really fascinating you you've got it on a you know great part of that jamboree corridor you're next door to the boardwalk you've had other redevelopment you've got new apartments you've got that uh central park west development of lnr's just down the street you got the freeway right there it just seems like the, you know the best of all possibilities and, and with this being a hotel enhanced mixed use development right it has all the things you just mentioned plus it's uh less than a mile to john wayne airport and a few miles to some of the most beautiful beaches in the united states so there's a lot going for it, and um, it's it's uh, six and a quarter acres. And our client John DeVries came to us uh, about two years ago with this uh, vision that he had for a new brand of uh, hotel that he wanted to kind of have this as the first one, and then roll these things out in some other uh, major cities uh, across the United States. So it's it's a heavily amenitized uh, concept where. We've got um, in the current entitled, we, we, we um, uh, were able to entitle this last summer, but now we're going through some minor changes. We're going to go back. But the current entitlement is for uh, 272 keys and 155,000 square feet of office. And it has two large um, restaurants. It has uh, um, 25 to 30,000 square feet of meeting space. It has a 20,000 square foot spa, 30,000 square foot gym. So compared to most of our projects, the amenities on this thing are very, you know, it's loaded. Yeah. Uh, but that's the concept that John has. And then in addition to all that, it has um, what we call the beach club on top of the parking structure, which is going to get placed at the rear of the, the site. Um, there's a, a 40,000 square foot beach club that's going to have two pools, bars, outdoor um you know, party venue, and then part of it would have a indoor nightclub. Um, but now we're we're looking at we're actually going through a um, uh, a design uh, analysis right now to actually take out the 
office component because of what's happening with COVID. And we're looking at uh, just a pure hotel that's going to increase the key count to 370 keys. Wow. And actually go up one more story from 11 to 12 stories and then add a pool amenity on top of the hotel structure itself and then still have the pool amenity on top of the parking structure. Um, so that's something we're analyzing right now just to kind of address what's what's changing in the in the world right now. Right. Um, and office space is uh, that beautiful boardwalk building next to us um, is a great facility, but they're having problems building up, uh, you know, yeah. that, that, the tenant space. So we're looking to make a little pivot here and see if we can do something that's going to be more successful. The city yeah. of Irvine has been very supportive. They're excited about the project. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's been a fun project to work on for us at AO. Absolutely. I always like this work. Well, let me ask you, I mean, you know, you're, you're pivoting on this one. What about taking some of this office space and doing some luxury condominiums? And if well, they're they not going to be, you know, you're, you know, if they're not going to be owner occupied, you know, they go into some sort of rental program with the hotel. And, and the original entitlement includes condo tells. And so that, that concept is already included in the original concept. Okay. But to your point, in addition to, you know, some of the different schemes that we're analyzing, both on a design side, operational side, but also a financial model, is to consider adding apartments. Um, so we've also done some schemes where, um, you know, it's it's a kind of a U-shape uh, structure. Right. Uh, and so we're looking at one wing potentially being um luxury apartments yeah or potentially having some luxury apartments on the top two or three levels um and condos are are a possibility too but again to your point we're looking to address kind of what's changing in the world related to covid and just the economic you know modeling that's happening where there's probably fewer people working in offices and more people working at home at home yeah uh, so so those are some of the things we're looking at right now um but it's an exciting project. I mean, there's so many different things that we're working on every day with our design team and working with John. It's it's been a yeah. it's been an unusual experience. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Yeah. So, I like the idea of the beach club. I'm hoping you're going to take a page from the old W. Uh, used to be in Little Italy, in San Diego. You know, they had that mezzanine level that had an outdoor bar and a beach club, and they actually brought in sand and and put it yeah. up there it was it was just great it, you know it, it was a lot of fun to go to that place when it was a w so um, yeah we, we've got some pretty crazy ideas that are uh, built around that whole pool it's something that you would see more likely at a at a las vegas uh, hotel you know nice that's kind of the concept there love it so let's talk about COVID 19 a little bit how are your architectural plans changing especially let, let's talk about the MEPs I mean you know people are concerned about recirculation of air in the hotel um, you know are you seeing a lot of modifications and new systems uh, being swapped in that are a lot more expensive and that actually purify the air what, what are you seeing on all that well, we're definitely um, having a lot of conversations with our clients, their operators, the contractors, and the engineers. And yes, there's definitely um, ways that we can uh, modify existing systems with uh, better filtration systems. And then the UVC light 
that you can incorporate into existing um, condensers and uh, mechanical equipment. Um, in new design, I think you'll definitely see that more in new hotels. It is more expensive, so the budget's going to have to be yeah. adjusted a little bit. Um, as far as existing hotels, it's going to be even more expensive to get in there and retrofit. But it's definitely what we're yeah. seeing. It's what we're recommending, and I think a lot of the operators are starting to, you know, look at their their next pip would include something like that. Uh, but then also yeah. just all of your your digital systems are going to be controlled by your phone. We're trying to minimize touch points. Right. You know, just you know, getting into an elevator, opening the door to your room, turning on the TV, adjusting the heat in your room. All those things are going to be more uh, controlled on your phone. Um, so you're really minimizing the areas that you're touching. And then again, like you said, the the um, air conditioning and heating systems are going to be modified to be more uh, purified air. And then just, you know, buffets are probably going to be a thing in the past and you're going to see prepackaged. So. You're going to see I, more I prepackaged buffets. meals. <laughs> yeah. No, I want the buffets to go. I, I you know, I, I've got a lot of friends. We've got some mutual friends in this conversation that, you know, Enjoy that free waffle. I'm done with that, okay? <laughs> um, I haven't ordered from a buffet line in Las Vegas in well over a decade. Wow. Okay? And about the only time I hit a buffet has been at the lodging conference uh, during the event and also um, in, when we were at the Arizona Biltmore at... Uh, uh, the, the restaurant and I'd go in there for breakfast and if nobody was in that area <laughs> boom, I'd go right in there grab everything and get the hell back to my table and eat uh, but yeah, I've got no desire to, to share a buffet line, I really don't I, I'm just, I'm glad it's over with, you know yeah, so I think um, we're going to see a give lot me the servers, bring me a meal <laughs> exactly, I think we're going to see more of that service um, where it's a pre-packaged you have a choice of two or three different pre-packaged breakfasts or whatever right. meal you're yeah. eating and then, and then again, we're trying to um, especially in the environments here in California we've got good weather most of the time that you have the choice to sit outside to eat or to gather obviously you're still going to have your lobby spaces and your lounge but if you can right. design these hotels or even retrofit existing hotels that you can kind of flow outside i think people feel safer out there um and and really just kind of spread things out a little bit is, is, if absolutely it's and, and i think you're absolutely right but unfortunately you know up until now you know unless it was a resort they really were not taking advantage of outdoor space for dining Right. Um, it's been very limited. And, you know, we've got, you know, pretty gentle weather all year. As I say that, we're just coming off a week of 90 plus yeah. uh, humidity. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it's something. Yeah, I you can set these up and, and and with 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 outdoor heating applications, you can certainly use this, you know, 325 days out of the year. So, yeah, I think, you know, doing that is, it just makes a whole lot of sense. Well, as an example, the, the two or three hotels we were talking about earlier, um, they all have um, the ability at, even if you're not on the ground level, all of our right. uh, public spaces have the ability to, you could stay inside or you could flow outside into Side. a nice uh, plaza deck, um, rooftop. Um, right. A second level balcony um, over a portico share. So, 
Um, yeah. We've already incorporated a lot of those those that that indoor outdoor atmosphere. And it appears that we've lost Tom, so we're going to end on this note now. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the California Lodging Investment Conference podcast, the Click Podcast, and tune for details of our next event on March 4th, 2020. And thank you all, and aloha. Aloha.